what is up guys welcome back to another podcast episode i'm andrew escobedo this is my podcast reformed fide reformed meaning biblical that's how i'm gonna use it biblical faith fide is latin for the word faith and so today we're going to be talking about the gospel the gospel of jesus christ i mean truly you would be astounded at how many people profess faith in christ how many people who claim to be christian and do not know the gospel. The gospel to them is telling people that Jesus loves them and that God has an amazing plan for their lives and they're going to prosper and thrive. That is a prosperity gospel and it is not the biblical gospel. You know, the gospel that is focused upon Christ and not man. The problem with that gospel is that it's centered upon men, sinners. The gospel of Christ ought to be centered Upon Christ. And biblically speaking, the biblical gospel is centered upon Christ and what he has accomplished. So, that being said, we're going to launch into our discussion. I want to start first of all with talking about original sin. That is the sin of Adam and Eve. When Eve ate the apple... Men fell, and Adam was held accountable for her sin because he was the head of the human race. So when she ate, he sinned too. He sinned first and foremost because he's the head of the human race. He represents the human race. And so, original sin is important to understand because we have an inherent sin nature because Adam fell, because men sinned. When God created the earth, that is Adam and Eve. And so we're born with a sinful nature because men fell. The fall of man. I have here a quote by John MacArthur. And this is from his book, Biblical Doctrine. It's like a summation of biblical doctrine. It's just like a little systematic theology in essence. And so he asked the question... How does the first man's sin affect all born after him? Theologians often refer to this reality as original sin, from the Latin peccatum original. In one sense, original sin refers to the first sin committed by Adam, but original sin also encompasses the sinful state and condition of all people because of their relationship to Adam, which is the reason people are depraved and tainted from sin with sin from conception. Several verses support the concept of original sin, including Psalm 51.5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. And Ephesians 2.3, We were, by nature, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Also, Adam's sin is linked with man's sinfulness in Romans chapter 5, verses 12-21. through 21. The most detailed scripture passage the most detailed scripture passage on this topic. This passage is also one of the most debated sections in Romans since several views have been proffered, pro- pro- proffered, I don't know how to read this word, preferred regarding how Adam's sin impacts mankind. So that is a very solid definition of, of what original sin is. Yes, in one sense, it has to do with Adam falling, with man falling. But it also 
encompasses our sinful state, our sinful condition because of our relationship to Adam as being related to him. We were born in Adam and that's why we have to be born again, born into the family of God. You have to be born from above. And so you become a son of God, an adopted son of God through Jesus Christ and what he has accomplished. So we were born in Adam. We needed to be born again, born into the family of God. And there's many, many scriptures that communicate that truth. Take John 3, for example, or read 1 John. You'll see many references there to being born of God and what it means to be born of God and so on and so forth. So men are born sinners. Okay, we are born sinners because of our relationship to Adam and because Adam fell. Because Adam fell and because we were in relationship to him, we also have a sinful nature. We're born with that sinful nature. And so we have to be born again. I, I want us to understand that even before the foundation of the world, God had a plan. He had a plan to redeem his particular people, his own possession. And we see that in places like Ephesians chapter 1. And there it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, verse 4, just as he, the Father, chose us in him, Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love, by predestining us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he graciously bestowed on us in the beloved, or the beloved one, that's a reference to Christ. We're blessed in him, but notice there, it says that he chose us, the Father chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we would be what? That we would be holy and blameless before him. What does that mean? That deals with the imputed righteousness of Christ. And that may sound like a big theological word to most of you, but the imputed righteousness of Christ is something very foundational to understanding the gospel because it communicates to us that we cannot save ourselves and our own law keeping, our own obedience, our own attempts at keeping God's law. They fall so short. But the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus Christ was sent by his father to keep the law that we broke, and he kept the Father's law on our behalf. The beauty of that is that we could never do that, because we have that inherent sinful nature, and so we naturally rebel against God. But Jesus Christ, he came down to save us from the power and penalty of sin, and to liberate us from the law. In what way, you might ask? Well, in the fact that he kept it for us. He kept God's law in our place so that we could be credited his perfect righteousness, so that we could be credited his holiness and blamelessness through faith. When we put our faith and trust in Christ, his perfect life is credited to us. It's counted to us. It's not something uh, that our righteousness, our holiness isn't our own when you're in Christ. When you're in Christ, you've received His righteousness, His perfect life, His holiness covers you. 
And so that's that idea there that has to do with the gospel, that we would be holy and blameless before him. But why, though? What's the foundation? What happens before that? The Father chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's what verse 4 says. So God had a plan to redeem mankind. Who does he do it through? He does it through his son. Look at verse 5, if, if you have it pulled up. By predestining us to adoption as sons, so we can be made sons of God. Through who? Through Jesus Christ. According to the good pleasure of his will, it was his purpose that we would be his through his son, through his perfect work on our behalf. So I want you guys to understand that it was purposed before the foundation of the world that God would save us. In Romans chapter 5, it says, For while we were still weak, contemplate that. What does that mean? For while we were still weak, while we were unable to save ourselves, while we were hopeless, while we could do nothing, continue listening to the rest of the verse, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood or by his death, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. And it's all there. It's through Jesus Christ. It's what he has accomplished. And I love verse 8. It says that God demonstrates his own love toward us, toward his people. And that while his people were still sinning, he had a plan to redeem them and save them through Jesus Christ. It says in verse 9, Much more than having now been justified by his blood or by his death, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Why is that? Why is it that we're saved from the wrath of God through his death? Do you ever sit down and contemplate that? It's because Jesus Christ bore in his body the wrath of God. The wrath of God fell upon him and crushed him and killed him in our place and were reconciled to God because he took our punishment. In our place, he was condemned. We should have been condemned. We should have been crushed. God should have had no mercy on us, but he had no mercy on his son for us, for our life, for our reconciliation. That's why it says in verse 10, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Even when we were enemies of God, God made a way to reconcile us through the death of his son, it says. Through the death of his son. It says, much more than having now been reconciled, because you've already been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, he says, but we rejoice in God. We rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. We have reconciliation with God. That is a mighty, most wonderful thing. 
that sinners can be made right with the holy God. But why? Why? Jesus Christ died in our place. And keep in mind that he also kept the law of God in our place. He met that righteous requirement of perfection on our behalf. That law we could never keep. We could never do it. We could never earn it. We could never keep it perfectly. Jesus Christ did that for us. He kept God's law in our place. That is the most wonderful truth in my opinion. Oh, it's so beautiful. That because he was flawless on our behalf, God can treat us like his own. And we are his own. But why? Because Jesus Christ lived the life we could never live. He died the death we should die. But he also rose from the grave, defeating death. He conquered sin. He conquered the grave. He conquered death. And so in his resurrection, his people are spiritually risen. And when he returns, his people will be physically risen. It is the most beautiful truth that in Christ we have our life. In his death, we have our life. He is our life. Remember, he said he is the way, the truth, and the life. And what? No man comes to the Father, to the Father but through him. He is the only way to reconciliation with the Father. We have nothing to offer God. Nothing but filthy rags. And I love what it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To believes who believes what? The gospel, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. But he who is righteous by faith shall live. And so in the gospel we have been saved. It's the power of God for salvation in the gospel for everyone who believes. And so the gospel call is to believe and repent. To believe in Christ and repent of your sins. To turn away from that wicked lifestyle. That sinful manner of living. And to give your life to God. And in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 it says that in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace. Which he caused to abound to us in all wisdom and insight. Making known to us the mystery of his will. That is the gospel. According to the good pleasure which he purposed in him. You can be reconciled to God today. You can be made right with God today but only through what Christ has done. And I hope that this has been a, a faithful gospel presentation and these topics get so deep and so profound and it, it's hard for me to kind of expound upon these ideas because they really do run so deep and they're all interconnected. But I hope that this was a helpful podcast that talks about the gospel. And to sum it up, we're sinners. Because men fell when God created the world. But God had a 
purpose and plan to redeem us through who? Through his son. And we can be reconciled to God, made right with God through what Jesus Christ has accomplished. And I hope that you never forget this. Because Jesus wasn't just beat and kicked and spat upon by Roman soldiers and Jewish leaders. No. The wrath of God crushed him. He was killed by his own father in our place. The father's wrath crushed him. That's what it says in Romans chapter 5. We were saved from the wrath of God through him. He died in our place. Do you believe that? And if you believe that, are you living like it? Or is it something that you just claim? Our goal is to live to the glory of God. Why? Because Jesus Christ saved us from the wrath of God. And his spirit lives within us. He empowers us to live our lives to his glory. So that's, that's our purpose in this life, to give him glory. That's our chief end, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And hope, as I said again, already that this was a, a helpful podcast and it is a little short especially because this is on the most important subject in the Christian life the gospel I just don't know where I can expound upon it it goes so profound and like I said there's so many intricacies to the gospel I love to say that the gospel is so simple yet so profound and it's so profound yet so simple and it is and it's a paradoxical thing the gospel is so profound but at the same time it's simple we can just call it simply profound Uh, but i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and may you continually live your life to the glory of god if you aren't a christian you can repent and believe the gospel today you've heard you've heard this message today you can repent and believe the gospel today you can be reconciled to god Today, today, right now, not because of who you are, because of what you've done, or because you keep the law of God, or because you pray, or because of any of those things, only because of what through Jesus Christ has done on the behalf of the believing sinner. Are you the believing sinner? Are you the believing sinner? Contemplate that. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. You guys can message me on Instagram at jesus.crucified for more podcast ideas. And I hope that you guys really did enjoy this. Maybe send this to a friend who hasn't heard the gospel or to someone who can grow in their understanding of the gospel through this specific episode. All right, guys, I love you, and I'll talk to you guys very, very, very soon. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening.